0: Hi, and welcome to Rescuing Churches. If you love pastoral life, ministry, and church revitalization, this is a great place to join the discussion about why the local church matters, how we can help the ones that are in decline, and be an encouragement to their pastors along the way. We'll even get to hear stories from special guests about what God is doing in the church at large. This show is hosted by two guys who serve the local church and is for everyone within the local church. Thanks for tuning in today. Let's go.
1: Back, everybody, or if this is your first time, welcome to Rescuing Churches, a podcast developed by Six Fourteen Ministries to encourage and help build a local church stronger, faster, better. And we work hard at that. I'm Stan Gibbons, 61 year old minister, 40 plus years of ministry experience, and my son Joshua. Serves alongside me as communication director, whatever the heck that is. It's a title (laughs) that he gave himself, and I have to pay him for it, and I'm not even sure what happens. That's right. (laughs) But he does a great job, Uh, whatever he does. And together we sit in this little room at our church and talk about things we know some things about, and sometimes we talk about things we know nothing about, and we call this the 614 Podcast, Rescuing Churches. That's right, with our silent partner, Mike. And silent partner, Mike, does a great job of uh, trying not to... Just die over all the crazy things we talk about today. Yep. <laughs> Josh was going to do most of the talking, which is why I did the introduction. As you've learned over the other more than a hundred podcasts we've launched now. Wow. Um, and uh, Josh was going to do all the talking because I am an old fuddy duddy pastor and I don't even understand the title of this podcast <laughs> that's in front of me, which is encouraging Gen Z and millennial techies. So, I guess it's time for the old guy to learn something. All you older guys are listening. Let's see what we can learn from this younger ministry generation. And uh, from my son Joshua, help me with the title, Encouraging Gen Z and Millennial Techies. Joshua? Well, this is a
0: extremely basic title, so the fact that you can't understand it actually baffles me a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I, a lot of this kind of came out of some research and statistics that I was reading, um, from Barna a couple few days ago. Good, good Um, place. Great place to read some statistics on uh, several different things. If you ever go to Barna.com, um, you can pull up research on, um, church life, church movements, church, um, just the temperature of the church, really. Yep. Wide variety of things. There's a lot of cultural stuff there, too. Um, they'll, they'll actually, you know, give you a lot of research and data about the way that our culture is moving right now and things like that. So there was a real good article all about gifts and giftings and people pursuing their gifts and talents, spiritual gifts and just talents in general. Um, Ninety seven percent of Christians view developing their gifts as a way to grow closer to God and generation Z, which is people who are ages 10 to 25, are more eager now than ever to know and grow their gifts. So ages 10 to 25, 10 to 25 is generation Z. And that age bracket is very eager right now. The Christian. Um, Generation Z's, to find out what their gifts and abilities are. Um, And that for the local church, the leaders in the local church, pastors um, especially, but even just, you know, assistant pastors and volunteers, we have an opportunity there to take advantage of that and say, hey, you're really talented with this or that, or you're a great singer or guitarist, or you're good on the soundboard, or organizing. Yeah, and and so let's plug you in here cuz I need a volunteer right, right here. Um you know, I think a lot of younger practicing Christians, you know, mostly the Gen Zers and the millennials, obviously the millennials being a little bit older up in those late 20s, 30s, um they're more likely to say that they have gifts that they would develop. That's the 69% and the 56%. And and I'll drop the link to this whole study in the show notes for everybody. But nearly all practicing Christian Gen Z respondents, this was the 93%, say they have already invested in their skills significantly more than their immediate elders. The millennials, three quarters, just 78% of whom say the same. Um, so even and, to, and the boomers hardly at all.
1: Right, hardly yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we exactly. just don't care. Just didn't care. Yeah, what a terrible group we are. <laughs> but it's good to encourage the young people in the church yep. um, to to pursue what God, how God's designed and built them. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to take a minute before we start by looking at some of your questions. Uh, Instructions or just encouragement of how to how to encourage these younger guys? Yeah, these are just practical tips and stuff. And remind everybody that there is skills and talents that we have, and then there are spiritual gifts. Yes, the spiritual gifts are divinely enhanced, divinely enabled gifts given by yep. God when a person becomes a, a believer. And so, you can have a non-believer with an incredible guitar skill, um, but that's not their spiritual gift. That's just their talent. Exactly. um You There's can a have difference. a believer with an incredible guitar skill. Um, and God gives him a, a gift of communication that he puts alongside that makes his skill and gift work together, Mm -hmm. um, as you know, part of your praise team or whatever. So, um, but you never know, as you well know, and I say this pretty regular from our pulpit now to help our people understand spiritual gifts, I, my spiritual gift of teaching is polar opposite of my personality right i do not like to be in front of people i'm not a person that likes to be the one talking i definitely yeah. don't like people looking at me when i'm playing guitar or singing or when i'm teaching i'll just i'm an introvert off the chain introvert um, but my spiritual gift if my teaching ever makes any sense to anybody it's because it's a spiritual gift enhanced by the lord that's right and so i tell our church family if sunday if you lived through Sunday and didn't feel like it was horrible, only God could have done that. <laughs> that was all God. Because an introvert teaching would be a horrible thing. That's right. Um, so, um, but but I do want people to understand: just because you enjoy it, doesn't make it your spiritual gift. Exactly. You you, you, sh- you have to have people help you see your gifts and learn your gifts as you grow and. A lot of 10- 12-year-olds and 15-year-olds, they're still in development of that. If they're not saved, they don't have a gift yet. Sure, they haven't yeah. come to the full knowledge of Christ because your gift comes when you accept Christ. Sure, and it's even true for the millennials, too. I mean, the millennials are a part of a lot of this
0: research, too. So, so yeah, even even in that that age bracket. Very much so. Yeah. It's always good to encourage those people and get them, you know, encouraged to use their talents and
1: skills for the kingdom and for kingdom level work. Yeah. And I like your instructions here. So, some of your guidelines number one, you say start by giving them a shot. Yeah. You're, like, you're I, acting like we as old pastors don't ever want anybody <laughs> to help us or mess with our stuff. Well,. Not
0: not necessarily that, but it's just a basic rule of thumb for anybody out there in any environment or setting with young people, but it applies to the church as well, I think. And I've seen it in some churches, um, you know, and, and talk to some pastors where it's like, hey, I've got a young person in my church. Um, you know, most of the time this quote unquote young person is, you know, when they say young, they mean like they're in college or just got out of college. Um who is talented with, um, you know, PowerPoint or graphics or um, they know how to do this with the, the projection stuff. And I don't know how to do any of that as the as the pastor. And I'm like, let them do it. You know, let them help you do that and let them set all that stuff up. Um, and, and I think that if they're if they're wanting to get plugged in, especially everybody's got to start somewhere. And it's a great way for them to get experience, um, you know, to have experience. And don't assume that your, your young people don't want to be involved or that they're going to mess things up just because they don't have the right training or discipline. Because as the leader, as the pastor, you can provide some of those things. Yeah, um, and also don't assume they're going to
1: get it perfect.
0: We're going to talk about that later. If, yeah. you, if you read yeah. the whole thing, yeah, did. that that's going to come up later. Yeah, they're not always going to get it right. You don't always get things right as no. the pastor. Nobody does. So be willing to take a chance. Somebody took a chance on oh, you somewhere. That. Somebody took a chance Somebody on you. Somebody took yeah. a chance on you in life at some point in the ministry and said, I'm willing to put... But, put Stan Givens in the pulpit. 19 years old. Yeah, I'm willing to put three piece, yeah, <laughs> three piece suit. I'm willing to put him in the pulpit in
1: front of X number of people and here we go. Shaking like a leaf. There by you go. The way. I was trembling so hard. <laughs> That the pe- the ladies in the choir thought I was going to faint. There you they're go. the only ones who could see my legs shaking the entire time I was preaching. Yes, that's, that's the perfect illustration. Yeah, so be
0: encouraging along the way. I'm going to challenge all of our not just pastors, but also if you're a church that's got like a, a somebody who's maybe over the communication stuff or over your social media, and you're pulling somebody into some of this stuff. You're trying to get some of those, you know, young people to help out with tech. Be encouraging to them, compliment their effort when they try, offer constructive criticism when you need to, all that good stuff. It really helps. Just give them a shot, give them a chance, get them involved.
1: Yeah, and some of us, some of us as older pastors, we're just overwhelmed by some of the techy stuff anyway. Big time. We're, you know, just just trying to make a PowerPoint look nice, or trying to find time to find the graphic, or all the stuff you do to make my life you know, look like I know what I'm doing. Um, trying to find time to design the graphic po- post yeah. something online every mm-hmm. week oh, or yeah. every few days. Um, that's overwhelming to us. And if we can find a young person that's good at it and will allow us to mentor them and disciple them into how to do it, you know, in a way that's honorable to the church and, and well done, then it's one less thing on your schedule this week. Exactly. You just gotta check off with them. So yep. very helpful. Number two, you say be a mentor or bring one into the process. Yeah, I think that's just this is
0: real big because a lot of young people and I know that that this was true for me and I think it's just true of people in general learn well when they have somebody alongside them. I mean, you think about, you know, mentorship type programs and how popular they are in our country, um but they, but they just, they learn well when they, right, when they have somebody showing them the Absolutely. ropes, you know, Absolutely. you hear that phrase all the time, like, I just need somebody to show me the ropes. It's kind of that hand, that idea of hands-on learning, you know, I mean, I know here at our church in, in uh, Mobile, there's been several times where we've had somebody we've trained back on the soundboard or the lighting board, or, um, you know, I've trained somebody on um, running the slides and the media and stuff like that, and here's how to jump back to this or go back to that, or... Um, you know, you just have those little, those little pieces of training and when you can do that, that really helps. Um, some, you're going to have some young people that might be shy or hesitant or nervous about taking the reins of technology in church and they'll feel more secure and confident when they know that there's a leader right there by their side who will guide and offer them some assistance when needed, um, they're going to be more likely to take on new responsibilities and opportunities in the future. When you ask them if they know that they were able to kind of develop their gifts and their skills because you were there to take care of them when they were in the middle of those life situations. So, so being, being a mentor is a is a real big thing, and it and it helps. It really does.
1: Yeah, and I, I want to say that mentoring someone, you don't have to understand the technology. No. If they understand the technology and you understand the goal, mm-hmm. um, I, I'll just throw this out there like f- uh, Facebook post. You, you do a great job. I've listened to you do this numerous times in the conferences we've been to and with other pastors and even uh, at the house when you're just talking to pastors online. Um, you, you do a great job of helping them understand how their Facebook post uh, on their church page need to have a certain f- flair and a certain style and all that and, as you're teaching them how to do that, you know the technical side. They're the ones that know the content of sure. what they need. So as a pastor, you may not know how to do what you're actually saying to do. You don't have to know that because the, the young person's usually very technically savvy or can easily be trained or get that, Google it or YouTube it or whatever, and get the get the system set up, but you got to be the one that invest in them as to what we're trying to accomplish. And here's how we accomplish it. And here's how we word things and how the look we want, that kind of thing. So when you're mentoring them, you don't have to understand everything there is to know about what they need to do. Technically, you need to understand what the goal is exactly, and put that with them. So exactly. And then number three, you said, don't restrict them to second-string, subordinate, hand-me-down positions. Yep, exactly. And and this is
0: kind of like a, you know, don't just throw them like a, a little measly, you know, roll just for the sake of throwing them a roll um, just because you're trying to be nice or something like that. Because young people can, I mean, a lot— I see right through that. Yeah, they see right through that. I mean, most people do anyway, but young people especially, they're sensitive to that. So you might not let them loose on particular— live elements right away during a Sunday service. But if they already possess some of the basic skills in technology, you can train them to manage some of your other digital and social media needs. And that kind of stuff can happen pretty quick. Um, so putting young people into support roles and letting them use their gifts and talents will help you to build good trust and relationships with them, which is what you want. I mean, that's that level of trust and, and that, kind of relationship is is really what you're going exactly. for um, you know and and that young person is able to say I have a good relationship with this particular leader in the church and when I come in to to work on this particular thing or come in on Wednesday nights to run the sound or manage the Facebook live or do this or do that he trusts me to do it um, and, and it'll encourage them when they're responsible for those those roles um, and all along they're developing maturity in the ministry, which is, you know, always a good thing and you want that. Um, and some, hopefully
1: that's something that, you know, they'll, they'll have for years. Yeah. So really, really helpful to do that. And then number four, you say, be okay with mistakes happening, be encouraging when they do. Yes. I had to throw this one in there
0: because mistakes are going to happen. Um, whenever you put people young people or older people, it doesn't matter. That's right. Into any volunteer support role in your church, you have to be ready for something to change and for the potential for a mistake to happen in the middle of that change. It's just going to happen. It's just right. the way the world works, especially when you give those people freedom, which you should to operate a certain way. Um, you can go back and see number three because you're not restricting them to right. a certain role. So, They may not always want to do things the way that they've been done in the past in your church or the way quite the way that you think they should be done. They may put their own spin on it or something like that. Be okay with that and just help guide and teach. Don't fuss. Help guide and teach them along or say, hey, this is the best way to do this. If you've got, you know, obviously a lot of experience in the digital and social media world with that, you're going to be guiding them in those things. But if they have a really good idea, which, you know, again, yeah, be flexible. A lot of young people have a lot of a lot of experience in tech and and the social media world. So there's a lot of potential for collaboration there.
1: And, Um, And as an older pastor, it's really important sometimes to let the younger people speak into your life. Yes. So if you're at a at a maybe a conflict with one of them that's helping you and I don't want you to do it that way or whatever. But I want to know why you want to do it that way, and I want you to really boil down and explain to me why did why would you want to do the Facebook post or the the graphics in the sanctuary or whatever it is? Um, why do you want to do it that way? That lets you, first of all, as a pastor, see into their heart and life and get a little picture of who this ministry team member is with you. That's right. And it may you may actually go, well, that's a really good reason. Yep, maybe. Maybe I should just let go of my way long enough to let that happen. That's right. The the times that I've done that as a minister in my older years now uh, have just been really beneficial. Exactly. I've I've seen fruit come from things that I didn't think, as a minister, I didn't think were necessarily a good idea. Mm -hmm. Um, But but the fruit uh, was born later, and I was like, "Wow, glad I let go of my thinking on that my way and let somebody else push through." Yeah, and and I, I would just
0: like to say. Kind of as we wrap this episode out, there is huge potential for young people in the church, even more potential during this time specifically for the local church. And when I say the local church, I mean the local church at large and her leaders to tap into their desires, to use their gifts, the gifts of those young people and their skills and talents to encourage Gen Z and the millennials to plug those skills right back into the body of Christ. And, you know, when I when I say this time I'm talking about this time that the the Barna research indicates we're in the middle of. We're in the middle of a time where those two demographics, the Gen Zers and the Millennials, are trying to tap into their Correct their giftings and their skills and say, how am I supposed to use these? What am I supposed to do with them? I want to do something with them. That's the, a great
1: thing for your church. Yes.
0: And the church can look at that and go, hey, you should use that right here. Because yes. Because I, could, yeah. I could use that. Yeah, help. Um, so, I mean, if you're a pastor with teens, college students, or 30-somethings in your church who are tech, audio, lighting, worship savvy, you should be building relationships with those kids. T- take, take some of them out to lunch. Go, go eat pizza with them. Do that kind of stuff and encourage them to get involved. That young guy or girl who you need maybe to design your website or manage your social media or design one of your logos might be sitting on the pew in your church already or already coming on Wednesday nights, and you might not even know it yet. So
1: start building some of those
0: relationships.
1: Yeah, it's an excellent, excellent deal. So we really appreciate you guys listening to 614's podcast, Rescuing Churches. Um, today we sounded a lot more like we know what we're talking about because my communications director actually does know what he's talking about. Sometimes. Um, and we're very grateful for you listening. We would like to encourage you do a couple things for us to help us share this podcast with another friend, find right. another minister, get some of your uh, co-workers in your church. Maybe there's some guys in your church that are helping you. Some guys and ladies that are at the core of your church. Um, ask them to listen to some of our podcasts, pick out a few that, Uh, maybe resonate with you and get them listening as well. And then if you have another pastor friend in town or even out of town uh, near you, um, please uh, share this link with them. We're trying to get more pastors online with us to hear this. And then the last thing I want to say before my son does his great closing remarks is to ask you to, to email us, text us, reach out to us by our phone numbers, Um, our webpage has a lot of information about how to reach out to us, but, uh, find a way to let us know what are some topics you would like in 2022, what are some topics you would like us to address? If there's a great book you've read and you want us to reach out to that author and dig into that. It's a great idea. I've got a couple of authors we're already reaching out to. Um, so we're going to, you'll be hearing from that throughout the year, but we, we really want to do what you need and find ways to help you with your questions and your desires and your, the things you're working through and, struggling through. So reach out to us and let us know how to help you. That's right, guys. You can reach out to us at our website, which is
0: 614ministries.org. Our email address is 614rebuild at com, And you can give us a phone call at 601-909-0614. Any of that works for us. Um, so that would be a great thing is... A really good way just to get in contact with us and tips and stuff for the next podcast. I like that. That's, that's we look, good. We look forward to hearing from you. That's that's awesome. All right, guys. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rescuing Churches. We hope you found all the content dialogue helpful and inspiring. I'm Josh. That's Stan, Silent Partner Mike. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Rescuing Churches, a discussion for the local church and its leaders. This show is brought to you by 614 Ministries. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 614Rebuild and visit us online at 614Ministries.org. Also, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your podcast. Thanks for listening.